<laughs> hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How you doing? Good yourself? Good. Good. Awesome. Uh, so today, 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 we were going to talk about what we were supposed to talk about last week, which was uh, sales and marketing, hiring, recruitment. I don't think it's something we touched uh, touched on too much, but I think it's an important, uh, obviously, an important topic. Um, and I know you have a lot to say about that. Or you used to have a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to say about it. No, I'm just kidding. You didn't. Just hire the people, fire them if they suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Well, it's an interesting thing because really it should be the easiest thing to do to hire someone in sales because you're, the whole process of hiring someone and interviewing them, you'll see if they're good at selling themselves. Yeah. Um, which is true. I mean, you can see what their tone is like. You can see what their body language is like. You can see if they, you know, if there's a good vibe when they talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you don't know is if they'll continue to do it and if they really have the motivation and if they'll really be committed to the work they need to do on an ongoing basis. Right. Which so- is a lot harder to, to figure out than we think. Right, so it's it's not because they're good in the interview that they'll necessarily be good salespeople. And I mean, I remember a long time ago, I wasn't in sales, obviously I was in marketing, but I was uh, I was working with a guy who had spent a lot of his career in, in recruitment. Yeah. And he said like, there's some people that are like, quote unquote, professional interviewers. So they've become, they've, they've gotten interviewing down to a, to a science and they know exactly what to say, when to say it, how to answer every question and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm guessing a salesperson probably even more so considering most of their job is selling. And so they're used to kind of selling themselves and, yep. and not. Yeah. A good, a good salesperson knows how to do a good interview. Here's the good thing is if you know how to be good and fake the goodness, you probably have the good in you. Now the thing that's hard to tell is that do you really feel like doing this job? And why are you applying for this job, right? Yeah. Is it just for the money? Is it just a temporary thing? And that's that's what you have to ask people questions. You got to see what their past is like. If you're hiring a salesperson with experience, well, that becomes a lot easier because then you can see how they've done in the past, if they've achieved their goals, if they've been good at what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so there, it's very important, too, to look at the pedigree. Now, if you're hiring someone new off the cuff, it's probably a lot harder to to figure that out because they don't know themselves if they'll be that good. And sometimes they don't know if they'll like the job either because they're doing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the hardest, right? If, if, if you're hiring somebody straight out of school or, or not, I mean, uh, they, they can think they're motivated, but when they get to it and they realize exactly what the job is, uh, they might not be so much. And I mean, I was a bit kidding. I think at the beginning when I was saying like, just hire them and, and fire them, I think, Hiring as part of firing and letting people go is also part of the recruitment in a way, you know, and I mean, in some cases you do make mistakes and you could be as prepared as you want and things change and, and the person, and I think there is a danger uh, in companies to hold on to people uh, for too long, just because, you know, we feel bad or, or we don't feel like having to go through another recruitment process or 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 the fear of not having anyone in the position. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cool. And then, so, you know, do you, 
you like when it comes to, to recruiting salespeople, like, do you feel there's anything special? Like, because you said, uh, you know, it's quote unquote easy for them to sell themselves. Um, but you know, is there anything else that you need to do? Like, how do you determine if they're going to be a good fit in the long run? Well, that, that's, there's a few things you can do, right? There's obviously the interview process when you're actually talking to them, but you, you should probably create some kind of evaluation to assess what, how they answer certain questions and how they react to certain things, you know, a form of, of, of testing to really seem to evaluate their skills. Yeah. Um, see what they do in different situations. And you've got different types of salespeople, right? So for example, if you're looking for someone to be a one call closer, it's a very different approach than mm -hmm. someone who is going to be a long-term consultative approach, right? You're right. not going to spend, you're not going to ask a, a bazillion questions to someone uh, who you're just trying to sell a one-time item to. You just want to see if it fits in and you're trying to sell the benefits at that point, but you're not yeah. being the most consultative human being on earth. So it really depends on what kind of person you're trying to hire. Some assessments say, well, one assessment can evaluate everything. And I firmly don't believe that. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen the results of that. And yes, a good salesperson will be very good in certain situations, but a good salesperson might also be really bored in another situation. Um, right. And I mean, I'm guessing from what you're saying, it's like, you know, a complex sales the sales process that could take up to 18 months to close a deal because there's, you know, sales engineers involved and there's spec bar, there's spec work to be done and all that is requires a different personality or whatever behavioral traits than, like you said, like a quick, one quick close, right? Uh, one call close, um, which will require a different type of personality, right? Like one, you need somebody who's extremely, uh, you know, patient and perseverant and this and that. They have to keep the momentum going for 18 months. And the other as well, if it's not happening in 30 seconds, you know, next. Correct. And, and that's, that's a very important point. You know, if you're someone who's got the patience to do a very slow selling process and really take your time to get to where you're going and you like to go deep into analysis and, and, and really meet with all the people, or if you're someone who's very impatient and likes to sell something, Hey, okay, I'm, I'm presenting this to you now and we're selling it right away. Well, that, that there's a big difference there. Yeah. And that's an important thing, right? You have to, you have to be able to contend with those two types of, 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 of people, right? Yeah. And, you know, according to, to your, like, from what you've seen, your experience in this and that, obviously you've been in sales for, for a long time. Um, then you've had jobs throughout the spectrum from sales to sales rep to VP type of thing. Um, how important is kind of the cultural fit? And I know cultural fit is like kind of a big word, not word, but big saying like big phrase or whatever it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people um and it's kind of like catchy these days but how important is the fit within the company well remember culture eats strategy for breakfast so um <laughs> yeah it's all right you know if, if the person doesn't fit the culture and they don't they won't be happy they won't culture is emotion emotion is how you you like where you work. It's how you deal with people. Um, so if, if you're not fitting in the, the, the culture, if the culture doesn't fit you, uh, it's going to be horrible. You know, I still remember yeah. the meme, you know, with a bunch of people saying, Oh, we do naked Fridays and a bunch of people there and they say, well, you know, maybe you're not comfortable being naked on Friday. <laughs> well, it's important. It's really important. It, it really is. I think it's the first and most important thing. 
you can have the best salesperson in the world if if they're not going to be happy doing what 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 they're doing in your company, then then forget it. If they don't like the product, they don't like the culture. If they don't like the way you do things, it can have a huge effect on on the person's performance and happiness, and and in the end, what comes out of it. Yeah, you're. I mean, and I, and I think it makes sense. And I think I, I think maybe not all, but a lot of us have seen like the 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 great salesperson, but that just doesn't fit with the company, and it's you know it becomes a challenge after again for for the leaders because they're like, yeah, he, he or she's great. Uh, but at the same time, like they just don't mesh within the company and they're bringing everybody else's morale down and, and things like that. And you have to see, you know, is there an opportunity cost there too? Yes. They're, they're driving in revenue, but are they sucking revenue out elsewhere, you know, and things like that. So I think, I mean, I don't know, I'm not in sales obviously, but I think culture is probably one of the most important things to look at. I, I, I think it's probably very similar in marketing too. I mean, I, I think at any, that's the one thing I think that culture has a huge effect on any job. Yeah. On any job. If you yeah. don't, it's, it's not just a sales thing, you know, a sale, the, the, at a sales level or a marketing level, culture is everything. At a sales level, the most important thing is, is how are you going to judge whether this person is going to be good and to have some very specific parameters as to what you're looking for for them to have success. Yeah. So it's very important. It's very important to, uh, it's very important to, to do that. Hold on here. Uh, so, so in that sense, if you don't, if you don't take the time to evaluate the person, Yeah. You don't take to the time to assess whether they're going to fit in your team, then there's a large chance you'll make a mistake. And it really is something that you need to look at. It really is something that you need to focus on to make sure that you're hiring the right person. Mm -hmm. And you need to take, and you need to ask some specific questions as to their past, how they've had success, what they like to do, You know, you're looking for someone who's going to be doing more development. You know, sales is a very wide array of yeah. tasks and responsibilities according to the type of sales you're going to do. Yeah. So it's enormous. It can have a huge amount of cold calling to do, a huge amount of prospecting. They can have very little amount of prospecting. They can have a huge amount of various things to do. And if you're not doing it, if you're not taking the time to figure it out, oh, this person is really nice and, you know, they'll fit in. If you're not presenting the job, as it's going to be, you're most likely going to have a failure. I've also had that situation where we, we hired a bunch of people uh, a few years ago for a, a job and the people were just not the right people. Yeah. Because they weren't presenting the job as it really was. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to make the job prettier to get someone in there, well, they're all leaving after a few weeks because you know what, this is not what you said it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and if we go back to what you were saying, right? Like, a, let's say like the 18 month sales cycle, you probably need, somebody who's like we said like patient and and perseverant and things like that but probably have stronger project management skills and like you know like it's it's a long-term sales right as opposed to a quick one like those there's different personalities competencies behavioral traits that that go with all of those um and just stuff to do right if you have an 18-month sales cycle like probably keeping your crm and your systems up to date is probably extra important because If you miss a step, like you could delay the whole thing by another six months or something like that. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think the things you're looking for in a salesperson are, are very common. Um, like the basic traits that you're looking for are very common, right? Yeah. So if, if you're, if, you know, you're looking for someone who's capable, who's got desire, 
who's got the tenacity or they're going to, are they going to keep doing what is necessary? Uh, the experience, uh, the culture, the, when I say fit, it's really culture, right? Yeah. Do they fit with a company? That's very important too. So all these things you have to, you have to ask the questions and find out. Now you can do that in an assessment, but you also need to speak to the person. You need to sit them down in front of you because culture and fit is very hard to determine in, in a written assessment. Um, yeah. You know, you can ask other questions, but really you need to, you need afterwards to really get into it and see there's no perfect assessment and there's no perfect interview and there's no perfect evaluation. Yeah. Um, and, and people make mistakes. And if we didn't make mistakes, then, you know, recruitment wouldn't be an issue. Um, but, you know, there's turnover. People change their minds too. People change. Like you can do super well in a position for a couple of years and then you decide, you know, I don't want to do something else. I yeah. want to grow. I want to try something different. I don't yeah. want to be in sales anymore. I want to be a musician. I don't want to be in sales anymore. I want to be in, in, in marketing. You know, I want to, you know, I'm an engineer who did sales. So now I want to do more engineering or vice versa. You know, I've been yeah. an engineer my whole life. Now I'm ready to do sales because I really like the, 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 the client interactions. There's a bunch of things that make people progress. And when they progress, you need to catch the right person at the right time to fit with your company. And there's a bunch of tools that you can use, but ultimately you have to go through the process, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's happened to me where like a company where I worked at a salesperson, um, I don't know if he decided or if he always knew, but kind of wanted, figured out he wanted to be a developer. And so like at night he would take dev, dev courses and stuff like that. And, you know, luckily we worked at a, you know, software company. And so they were able to give him the space he needed to, to go yeah. and develop into this developer position. Um, and I think a lot of it goes, and that's obviously after the hire stuff that we've talked a lot about, which is like the coaching and the mentoring and, and having that relationship with your employees yeah. to be able to realize like, oh, there's clearly no longer a fit, you know, what's going on. Like, oh, well, I'm developing new interests. I want to try things out. Like, okay, let's, let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it is really important to do that. I think it, and you know, people say, oh, well, you know, hiring a salesperson is hard. It's hard to hire a salesperson if you don't know, if you're not a salesperson yourself and you don't have the skill to look for the things that are important. And if that's the case, then hire someone who does know how to hire salespeople because yeah. it's an important task. If you're an engineer and you know what you're looking for in development engineers, well, then that's easy because you know what you're looking for because you have those skills. Yeah. It'll be like a salesperson I need that says I need to hire a development engineer. A salesperson doesn't know how to hire a development engineer. You know, yeah. you need to hire a firm that knows how to hire development engineers. Yeah. So I think the common thing though is that most people need salespeople. And often yeah. companies when they start, you know, unless the person came from sales, don't have the acumen to look for those people. People sure. also often hire people that are similar to them, which is maybe not a bad idea because you're looking for culture. You want them to fit. Yeah. And, you know, there's one thing I'll say, and this might be a little uh, controversial, but sometimes Go for, it. for the good of the company, you may want to sacrifice hiring what you think is the best salesperson who's going to wreak havoc and in the end reduce your margins as to hiring someone who fits and has the acumen and you have the, 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 the mindset and the culture with them to say, yeah, I want to build them. They might not sell as much, but they might cost you less because they're not causing wreaking havoc in the background. Yeah, and I mean, you were you were you asking about marketing a little while back, and cult when we were talking about cultural fit, and you know, my experience that's probably the biggest element, right? I mean, if they can fit in with the company culture, you know, they're 
there's more there are more chances they'll be driven and motivated to to succeed within that environment and they understand the ups and downs and this and that and obviously you know there's some competencies you know like you, you're not always going to hire a, a brand new person out of school uh you might want like you know copywriting skills or uh you know like you know ad you know ad management skills or perform you know performance marketing like there are some competencies there but overall i mean i would rather take somebody who has a bit of those competencies and has an amazing fit within the company than somebody who has great competencies but like zero fit yeah like you said, it wreaks havoc and at the end of the day it doesn't work it just it won't work it's impossible to make it work um just because there's you're coming from different you're in you live in different worlds and yeah. and you know i think in marketing uh the, the successful recruitment i've done have all been culture first skills second you yep. know i mean you yep. know as long as somebody's like you know let's say you're hiring a copywriter <laughs> if they don't have was, yeah if they don't have the culture it doesn't matter all the skills they have they just it won't fit they might yeah. stay for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or even a year but it's gonna it's not gonna be good you know and sometimes it's not always it's not always so obvious because you might have someone who sort of fits but you can tell they're not happy well someone who's not happy is not going to be motivated if they're not motivated yeah. then you know you know they're not going to perform. Yeah, unless you got them on a on an assembly chain, and then it doesn't matter if they're happy or not as long as they do the movement, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, like that's rarely the case, especially in, in positions I think like sales and marketing, which is you know you're kind of the face of the company in a lot of ways uh, with what you do and what you're putting out and all that. And if you know going through the motions is not necessarily something that you are able to do in your day in day out, so I think. That's why the more they they buy in, the more they believe in it, the more and stuff like that, the more chances you'll have of of success. You know, I mean, within a certain you know bracket or whatnot. Obviously, like I was saying, like you want to hire a copywriter, but you have you know they have to know how to write. Like there's some basic basic things they need to know, uh, but it's a lot easier to train them on great copywriting skills and or methods or whatnot. Uh, if and they'll be willing to do it if they have a good fit. If if they have a bad fit, but they know really well how to do it. Like you said, it's just not going to work at the end of the yeah. day. And, you know, capacity is very important, right? So capacity intelligence uh, for the job that you're looking for. So what level of, of what kind of intelligence are you looking for? Like what kind of sales intelligence are you looking for? What kind of marketing intelligence? So that's the first thing. If you don't have the basic skills to do it and you can't be taught and you don't have the capacity to learn those skills, well, then, you know, forget it. If you're yeah. looking for a nuclear engineer and you're and, and they just don't have the the chops to do it, well then you're wasting your time. Yeah. And then, and then culture, you know, culture fit, and then everything else that's around there, desire, motivation, um, all of those things, whatever makes you move to the right, you know, to, to do the right thing and surpass and make you happy in what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, like, again, I think like again for for marketing anyway, like definitely like you know like some marketers. And some companies are very like fast paced and very moving and they, they, they deliver a lot of stuff and they try a lot of things and, you know, it doesn't matter if things don't work out. And other companies are just slower paced and stuff like that. And I've seen that a few times where you had just different beliefs from the, the marketing team where some marketers were like in a slow paced company, but wanting to move things quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think on the marketing side, I think that's why, like, I think to me, that's why culture is so much more important again, within a certain, there's certain competencies that you probably need for a specific type of role. Yeah. And there's some jobs probably where you, the culture is less important because if you're sitting down alone and you're working on your own, like if you're a, <coughs> if you're a data cruncher, 
well, then maybe culture doesn't matter that much because you're sitting at your desk alone and it doesn't matter what your thoughts and beliefs are because you're just sitting at your desk all the time. When you have yeah. a job that requires you to be interactive and communicate with other people, well, then it's culture becomes extremely important. Right. So uh, it's interesting. So, hey, I, just, I wanted to run through, uh, if you don't mind, I wanted to run through the things that I look for and I evaluate in a, in a salesperson. Yeah, go for it. I mean, they're, they're all important and none of them, without, without any of them, you know, you're, you're going to have a problem. So okay. there's desire and interest. Um, I'm reading a list here. There's capacity and intelligence. So your capacity, your sales knowledge and your business acumen, and also your capacity to learn if you're new, right? Um, how much How much responsibility, like how accountable, how much do you put into it? How How much do you take, uh, how much do you work and, and, and take the blame for the things, your successes and your failures? In, in sales, it's very important. Uh, your tenacity, when times get tough, do you keep going? And your focus, are you someone who stays focused or are you someone who gets, you know, veered off and, and you lose focus very quickly? If you lose focus very quickly, sales is going to be a very tough job for you because you need, in, in sales, you need to be very much self-motivated because a lot of what you do is self-driven. And then the last thing we, we talked about, and it's it's not the least important, is fit and culture. You know, and and, and all of those, and, 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 and all of these categories, you can't you can't skip any of them. And then, you know, if we're going to a management level, then are they capable of coaching? Are yeah. people keeping their team motivated? What do they do to keep their team accountable? How do they do their own recruitments? And then at, at a, a vice presidential level, well, what's their leadership like? Are they capable of being directive uh, in getting the team to go in a certain direction and getting them to follow them? Well, there's these, these different categories, but I think to be a good manager, you've got obviously... To be a good manager, you got to understand what what sale a good salesperson is. Do you yeah. need to have been the best salesperson? I don't think so. But you need to understand what the best salesperson needs to do. And to yeah. be a good VP, you may not even have been the best salesperson. You need to have some good management skills, right? Because if you can't manage a team, then you'll fall apart. But you need to be able to to understand and be creative. You know, a vice president needs to be very in, in a true vice presidential you need to be creative and find solutions right in a larger corporation the sales manager might not need to be the most creative person but they need to be able to motivate the people yeah and be able to to coach them to help them but they might not have to come up with the ideas and how to do that there might be a pattern but they need to be able to instill that in the people they need some creativity and communication and in all of this by the way it's communication skills right all of this but all of these things link into communication skills right that's the over that's the big envelope that's the mothership yeah. and the salespeople, you know what i mentioned you know all those different other other things that characteristics i'll read them off to you again you know desire capacity uh keeping yourself accountable and tenacity you know your focus and the fit in the culture yeah so i don't know you know but really fab it's the same thing in any company for any job you know yeah. Uh, if, if the person doesn't have desire to be a marketing person or an engineer, it's, it's not going to work. You know, if they're just doing it for money and you're going to give them to going to get them to do a job they hate, you know, it's going to clash with their own personality. What's hard to know sometimes is people don't even know themselves. Yeah. When you're in an interview, some people don't even know what they really want. They're, they're just, you know, shooting for something to get a job and, and, and then, you know, they hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I mean, like we said, like it's it's not a perfect science. I mean, if it was, there wouldn't be no there would be no recruitment issues. But 
I think there's a lot of things that we can that we can do. And and like like you said, at, at some point is like ultimately like you could evaluate as much as you want and and this and that. I think like when you meet the person, you get a bigger vibe for something. And but there's something that you did say that oh, sometimes we tend to recruit people that are very similar to us. And while that could work culturally, like fit wise, I think there is a danger also that then you're just be yeah, you're you're going to ultimately lose the creativity within the within the organization. And so you do need some ver- variety, you need some variety as well to make sure that, you know, like, and, and maybe that's more of a marketing thing than a sales thing, but I think you need some variety in terms of being challenged as a leader and like, okay, this person has a different point of view. I mean, they, they fit culturally, but they have a different point of view. And I think that's, that's important to bring to the table too. They still have to fit culturally, right? So you're right. You do need to have some variety, particularly when you're talking to different types of people at a different level. But where yeah. you really need to have a lot of varieties at the leadership level. Yeah. You know, if you have a company that's moving forward, you've got to have different types of, of leaders who have different qualities, you know, the doer, the creative one, uh, you know, the one who challenges a lot. So you, you need to have those different characteristics at the leadership level because you can bounce off each other. Yeah. You know, if you're someone who's got great ideas, but you don't follow through on your ideas, you need some person behind you who's going to make sure they follow through like your ideas. And now what's the next steps? What do we need to do to get this done? You're right. That that's crucial. And that's crucial. And sometimes we forget that we just hire people that are like us. Oh, I like him. You know, I got along with him. Okay. But you know, is he going to fulfill the job? You got to look at, you really have to look at what it is you're looking for in the job to, to achieve the the goal. Yeah. And that's the other danger, right? With hiring people that, that are like you is that it, it, it might make it even harder to notice if they aren't, cutting it because you feel, well, they're like me. If I can make it here, this person should be able to make it there. Maybe there's something I can fix or, or whatnot, you know, when in reality it's just they're not the right fit. Yeah. Um, but because they're so similar to you, um, you know, you kind of have this blindness uh, yeah. in front of you. Okay. All right. So uh, I think, you know, listen, it, it's, it's interesting because I've been doing recruitment for years now and, you know, I still haven't found the perfect formula. Because if I had the perfect formula, I could throw it out there. But I definitely think there is a formula. You know, you you interview the people, you evaluate them, you question them on specific things that you're looking for in an individual. You challenge them. You see how they react. You know, you 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 push them to an extreme of what they're going to live through to make sure that they have the the, the grit to to come through and have the success that you're looking for. Yeah, and I'd say the same thing in marketing, right? There's also evaluations that you can do. So I would do, I would probably do a hybrid of, of both, obviously depending on what, you know, what your budgets are and what you're, what what the what you're looking for. But I mean, you can evaluate because there are certain traits, right? Like decisiveness and stuff like that that will be important on at certain levels of a of the hierarchy, right? Like you need to have a decision decisive VP of marketing, right? So if, if you're hiring a hiring a VP and they just can't make a decision, that's going to impede uh their their ability to do the job at the end of ways at the end of the day so i think that's it i think you need to you definitely need to evaluate you need to interview but i think you would all also need to find a way to kind of put yourself aside to um put yourself aside so that you're not hiring somebody who's exactly like you um because that could lead to problems down the line unless you're looking to replace yourself ha there you go (laughs) all right paul Thanks, Fab. Thanks, Paul. That was a good that was a good one. It was a good one. All right. Take care. Ciao.